As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Cindy Linden, and this is the Cook Along Podcast. And where I am today, it's cool and windy and rainy, and that puts me in the mood to make my favorite pumpkin pie recipe. And I am going to see some friends this evening, and one of them is gluten-free. So I'm going to do a little unconventional thing and bake it without a crust. But I'm going to tell you how to do it with the crust because it's exactly the same, except you have to make the crust first. So here are the do-aheads. You need to preheat your oven to 375. And if you're going to use a crust, go to my easy pie crust recipe on the website, which is thecookalongpodcast.com. You'll find it there and you're going to modify it just slightly. When you add in the oil and the water, I would recommend if you have any in the house to add about a teaspoon of a flavored extract. And the ones I would recommend would be a little maple flavoring, a little rum extract, or a little brandy extract. All of those will be lovely in this pie, which is a brandied pumpkin pie with ginger whipped cream. That means that it's got booze in it, which is is really not about the booze, but it is about the flavor. And uh, brandy is a really warm, to me anyway, kind of fall flavor. Once your pie crust is made, do not bake it put it in the refrigerator and let it chill for about 30 minutes. If you're making it the way I am today without a crust, you just need an eight by eight or nine by nine inch square pan. Mine is, let me see, eight by eight. And you wanna spray it with a little cooking spray. And the filling goes in there instead of in the pie crust. And other than that, it's exactly the same. When we finish the pie, we're gonna make a special whipped cream topping It's not that different. It's just whipped cream, but it's got some ginger in it. And I'll tell you how to do that after we get the pie made. The pie is very simple. Here are the ingredients you're going to need on hand to make this pie. The pie shell, obviously, if you're doing it that way. 
a 15 ounce can of pumpkin, two thirds of a cup of firmly packed brown sugar, and that can be light or dark brown sugar, two teaspoons of ground cinnamon, and I recommend that that be good cinnamon, a teaspoon of ground ginger, half a teaspoon of salt, one cup of whipping cream. This is where it really dramatically alters from the kind of the pumpkin pie that's on the side of the can is that it's whipping cream rather than canned milk, but it also has regular milk in it. So two thirds of a cup of regular milk, three eggs, and a quarter of a cup cognac or other brandy. And for the topping, just so you can be sure you have everything in the house, you need one and a half cups of, of really cold, well-chilled whipping cream. And I recommend heavy whipping cream. You need about five tablespoons of powdered sugar and a half teaspoon of ground ginger. And then if you happen to have in your house, or if you want to pick up some crystallized ginger and chop it up, that can be a really nice addition to the whipped cream topping. There's your list. As usual, I recommend you get it all out and at least on your counter, if not measured, before you begin. And so now here we go. This is incredibly simple. You just put all that stuff for the filling together and mix it up. Now you can do that in a bowl with a whisk. I am gonna do it today in my food processor. And the only reason is that I think it makes it smoother. I like my pumpkin pie really creamy and smooth. So I'm gonna make mine in the food processor. You can do the same thing with a blender or you can just do it with a whisk by hand in a bowl. Any of those will create a lovely result that you'll be proud to serve. Into your bowl, put the pumpkin, and I'm gonna tell you I'm not using canned pumpkin this time because I happen to have some in my freezer that I made from fresh pumpkins. So I'm using two one cup packages from my freezer and one of them is uh, sweet meat squash, which is very like pumpkin, only a little richer and sweeter. And the other is just regular pumpkin. So it'll be kind of a mix of squashes. And if you wanna know how to do that with your own pumpkin, I have a blog about it. It's really simple. And you can go to the website and look for a blog called Using That Pumpkin, and it'll show you how to make your own. However, I'm assuming that for today at least, you're using a can so just scoop all the contents of the can into your bowl or the bowl of your food processor. On top of the pumpkin, put in two thirds of a cup firmly packed brown sugar. I'm using the light because it's what I happen to have open. Two teaspoons of ground cinnamon go in on top of the brown sugar. Then we're gonna add the ginger and that is just regular powdered ginger and we need one teaspoon of that. And then a half a teaspoon of salt. I use sea salt, but table salt will do. I, I don't recommend using iodized salt if you can help it. And I'm gonna tell you that with almost everything, iodine does have a flavor to it. So if you used iodized salt, there's a little iodine taste to it. So if you use sea salt, you don't get that. And then the cream, this is the whipping cream. We're adding a cup of that to the same bowl and then two thirds of a cup of regular milk. What I have in my house is 2%, that's fine. Skim milk would probably be okay. Whole milk is probably also fine. Doesn't really matter. Two thirds of a cup. Add that in with the other stuff. Basically what you're doing is just adding everything on the list. 
into your bowl. Pretty simple. So the next thing on the list is three eggs and then the cognac. And I don't have cognac, just so you don't have to feel guilty if you don't have cognac. I have regular brandy, brandy in my house, and in fact, it's a cheap brandy because it's really only used for cooking. I don't worry about it. All right, three eggs. And it, as I've said often before, if you're all worried that you might get shell into the, the big bowl of stuff, crack your eggs first into a little bowl so that you can fish the shell out if it happens to fall in before it gets into your big batch of stuff. And the way to fish the shell out is to just use part of the shell that's still solid and still in your hand to scoop out that little piece of shell that went in when you didn't really want it to. The last ingredient is the cognac. The brandy. I should quit saying cognac because it's really just brandy. And that is a quarter of a cup. It goes in with everything else. Yes. Mm, yeah, makes it really rich. It's nice. Okay, that's all that goes in the bowl. So since I am using a food processor, I'm going to make a lot of noise. So I'm going to stop recording here for just a minute. And I'll be back as soon as mine's all blended up, which won't take very long. You can do the same if you're using for food processor. Or just go ahead and whisk it with your whisk in the bowl that you're using until it's quite smooth. You want it as smooth as you can get it. And at least in my world, that's the way I like it, is as smooth as I can get it. And then pour it into either your pie crust or the eight by eight square pan that you greased, and then put it in your oven at 375 and cook it for about an hour. The filling should be set, but the center should still shake slightly. It'll continue to set as it cools. So it isn't you know, liquid anymore, but it does still jiggle when you shake the pan. That's what you're looking for, and then take it out. Come back to me at that time, and I will tell you how to make the topping. There are do-aheads for the topping as well, so I'm gonna give those to you here. Hopefully you have some sort of electric mixer in your house, because you can do this by hand, but it'll take you forever. If you do have an electric mixer right now, take the beater and put it in the freezer. Take the bowl that you're gonna whip the cream in and put that in either the freezer or refrigerator as well. Whipping cream becomes whipped cream much more easily if your utensils are quite cold. If you have those ready to go, we'll make that up and put it on the pie after the pie is cool. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. 
LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, now we're going to whip some cream. Whipping cream is pretty easy. It's easiest if everything you are working with is cold. So that means the whipping cream, but it also means, as I said before the break, your tools, your bowl and your whisk attachment. So now put your chilled bowl on your mixer. And into that, we're gonna measure one and a half cups of well-chilled heavy whipping cream. Shake it up before you pour it. Measure it into your measuring cup. Now this is about three quarters of a pint if you have a pint, it's going to use most of it, but not quite all of it. That's okay, because there are a lot of recipes that it's nice to have heavy whipping cream in the house for. And it tends to keep quite a long time. So, the cold whipping cream goes into the cold bowl. I'm getting a spatula. to scrape that out of there. I always try to get all of it. I don't know if you watch those videos on, um, like, Tasty and 12 Tomatoes and some of those online. They never clean out the bowl. They just dump stuff and then leave all, a whole bunch of it in the bowls or, or the measuring cups or whatever. Makes me crazy. All right, now I'm getting my very chilled, cold, aha, freezer temperature beater, the attachment, and putting it on. And we're gonna whip. And start slowly, because it'll splash. And then gradually increase the speed. You're whipping it until it makes soft peaks. That means, I'll stop this so I can talk to you. That means that when you pick up the head of the mixer or pull out your hand mixer, that a little soft cone will follow the mixer attachments. It's not really stiff, but it's starting to be stiff enough that it can hold its shape a little bit when you pull it up out. I'm gonna keep mixing here. It's not unusual for this to take a little time. It can take a few minutes, but you'll see it start to go. What you don't want to do is whip it so much that it turns into butter. Plus, right now, we're not even going past the very soft peak stage, and then we're going to add some things. I'm actually going to let you go do this without me, because otherwise you have to listen to my mixer for kind of a long time. So just go mix it until it looks really thick and starts to look fluffy. Now when I pick up the head of my mixer, there's these little, tiny, lovely, soft little peaks that form. At this point, you're gonna add your powdered sugar and your ginger. You want a tablespoon measure. If you like your whipping cream not very sweet, you're gonna put in three tablespoons. I like mine to be noticeably sweet, 
So I'm going to put in five tablespoons and then a half teaspoon of ground ginger. I don't have any crystallized ginger in the house. If you do, this is where it goes into the mix. And you want it chopped pretty fine because you don't want really chewy stuff. Mixing that in and just slowly so that it doesn't uh, splatter that stuff back out. And then whip it up again. And this time we're gonna whip it until it gets stiff peaks. So all of that's blending in together now. Have taken a picture of when it was a soft peak. Let me show you. This is still kind of a soft peak. I'm going to take a picture and you'll find it on the website. And back to beating it until we get really stiff peaks. Here's where if you beat it too far, you're going to turn it into butter. So now it's very stiff. And I will take a picture of that as well so you can see it. And all you do, I mean, this should be probably pretty apparent. All you're going to do now is cut the pie, put it on a nice plate, and top it with the whipped cream that can kind of fall over down the sides. This is my favorite pumpkin pie. Now you know how to make it. And if you have any questions or comments, things you did a little differently you'd like to share with me, please leave me that information on the website, www.thecookalongpodcast.com. And until next time, happy cooking! If you're enjoying this podcast, you can make a contribution through the supporter link on every Cook Along podcast page or go to Ko-fi, ko-fi.com slash the Cook Along podcast. Thanks for your support and thanks for listening.